If you're an established woman in tech who is creating results and making an impact at work, so your workload and stress just keep growing, but promotions and salary bumps remain a distant dream, it's time for a change. Listen, we all know the tech industry has dramatically changed. It's time your career approach did too. You don't need cookie cutter programs or dusty advice from outdated playbooks because What works for tech bros won't work for you. You need individualized, bespoke support to build your brave career. One that reflects who you are as a woman in tech. I invite you to explore career coaching with me. Get all the details, including prices and client results at tricksteinbach.com. You can stress less work less, and earn more. You've already earned it. Let's make it happen. Welcome to the Celebrate Brave podcast. I'm Nicole Church-Steinbach, your host and the international bravery coach for women in tech. I serve women all over the world to earn more money, create more opportunities, and thrive in the tech industry because tech needs all of us. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, brave people. This is a single episode. It's me, and I'm talking about some sort of explosive stuff. You might feel called out in this podcast episode. Good. Stay and listen. Feel the discomfort. Take some notes. Take some action. It's our responsibility as women in tech to step into our brave, to be super clear, to build our momentum, and to hold ourselves accountable so that we thrive as women in tech. Thriving means more money, new and more opportunities, and just being less unhappy. And doing that for ourselves as well as the other women in tech. We got to do it first so that they can see it, they can believe it, and then they can be it. And the reason this matters, <laughs> you can hear I'm already keyed up. And the reason this matters, this matters because tech is the spine of the entire world how we manage our finances, how we communicate with each other, what we buy, who we support, probably how we vote, our taxes, our schools, how we take care of the climate or not. We are the creators of the spine of the world and we need a much bigger role so that tech is better and the world has an opportunity to be better as well. All right. So the context for this is Grace Hopper Celebration 2021. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know I am a huge Anita B fan. 
I'm one of their premier career coaches. I believe I was the first. It was not an easy process to get through. They really take care of their 100,000, I believe it's 100,000 individual members. And Anita B is the world's largest organization focused on women in technology. They are global. They are investing around the world. And one time a year, they have an incredible conference that every single time I go, I walk away a better person and more effective woman in tech, which is why I keep going and why I always try to speak and why I carve out the entire week. (laughs) And that celebration is called the Grace Hopper Celebration. And you know, Admiral Grace Hopper was the source of one of my favorite quotes. Now, she said it slightly differently. I'm more blunt. And that quote is, it is better to ask for forgiveness than permission. And that is where we're going to start today. So Grace Hopper Celebration 2021, to wrap it up, awesome. Effective, impactful, inclusive in a brand new way. Straight talk, awesome. There were about 30,000 women and a few allies, which was super, super cool. I met women who were getting up at two o'clock in the morning to attend the virtual sessions. Two o'clock in the morning. That is the level of commitment to this event because the event is so damn good. (laughs) Some proof points. Oh, some proof points. All right. The speakers. This is a very, very small slice, just so you can get a feel of the level we're talking about here. The chief operating officer at Zoom, Aparna Bara. She talked about Zoom and how they messed it up and how they committed and how they made it better. Yeah. (laughs) Crazy, right? Crazy impactful. Then U.S. Ambassador Susan Rice, y'all, the U.S. Ambassador, just just swung by, no big deal. <laughs> the VP of Product Design and Responsible Innovation at Facebook, Margaret Stewart, and there was blowback. There were hard questions. There was criticism. There was dialogue. There was even a tiny little bit of accountability, which I thought was incredible. The chief information officer of Disney, Diane Jurgens. And if you are wondering what they're doing over there, you should be wondering because holy moly, kind kitty, they're doing some incredible stuff. They've got incredible responsibility to our society. And that was addressed too. Okay, then we've got human rights lawyer and author. Having Gurma, you want to feel challenged, called out, and know that you've got to be a lot better? Find her book. And then last but never least is engineer, scientist, and advocate Timnit Kibber. And you might know her because Google fired her for noticing and insisting on talking about data that showed the algorithms. And the behavior in the infrastructure was problematic at best. And of course, myself, I spoke. 
In fact, I spoke three times. I attended 10 live sessions of direct conversation in larger groups. I had 11 spot coaching sessions with women all over the world. In addition to that, I offered multiple opportunities for flash coaching to a few minutes. So heard incredible voices from leaders and change makers, impact people whose names I just said, engaged with large and small groups live across the world, literally women waking up in the middle of their night to attend this and be a part of it, students, VPs, everything in between, coached over 20 individual women and learned a lot. Here is something that I learned. And this is where you may begin to feel called out. Stay with the discomfort. That is where growth is made. I promised my audience I would send them five emails about Grace Hopper celebration. I have sent four as of recording. It's November 9th and I have sent four. I'm making this podcast because I hold my promises. I follow through. And no matter how I tried to write this, it came out really mean. (laughs) So I'm hopeful that you hearing my voice and my compassion and my love and my commitment to you, to us as women in tech, will make this very clear message, both clear and you'll be able to listen to it. Okay, here we go. It is utterly shocking to me, utterly shocking to me, as in I had to take multiple naps after Grace Hopper, not during Grace Hopper, after. As I was working through my thoughts and my feelings about how many women in tech have normalized being underpaid, overworked, underinvested, and looking down and backwards rather than up and forwards. About day three, maybe four, I started keeping a note of how many times a speaker recorded or live or a person in a live session or in a chat clearly stated that women in tech are underpaid or that they themselves are underpaid. Think about that for just a second. Can you imagine 30,000 men coming together and it's normalized that they're underpaid? No, no, you cannot. No, you cannot. They might be underpaid. They might want to be earning more money, but that sure as hell is not going to be normalized. This is not about the organizers of Grace Hopper or the team at Anita B. We created this. The women in tech, the people who raised their voice. Oh, by the way, congratulations on raising. I genuinely mean this. Thank you for sharing your story. 
Thank you for speaking up. Thank you for expressing your pain, your disappointment, your confusion. My beef is with the fact that I was often the singular voice saying it's not normal to be underpaid. It may be common, but it is not normal. Those are two different things. And when people, women, when women would say, I just, I love my boss. It's such a great company. I have flexibility. I have benefits. I get to travel in non-COVID times. But I know I'm making 30000 less than the guy next to me. I'm making, in, in the case of a woman in India, she was making, because, you know, the number is shocking, but then you learn about the currency, right? I'm making 130000 less. Excuse me? Excuse me? Normalized. It was normalized. Y'all, it's not normal. It is not normal. It may be common. It is not normal. And when we normalize it, we not only continue to be underpaid ourselves, you, you dear listener that I genuinely love, you continue to be underpaid, but you know what? So are your nieces. So are your cousins. So are those girls who are currently in elementary school. You are not doing a service to yourself nor to them. Overworked. Oh, I really wanted to make that session, but I couldn't take the time off. Why could you not take the time off? Oh, I got pulled into this and I got pulled into that and I got pulled into this. Why? Why? I would love to attend more sessions. I would love to be a part of my local group, my local Anita Beta group, my regional group, my country group. I just don't have time. I'm working 50, 60, 70 hours. I'm just so exhausted after work. Why? Being overworked is, again, perhaps common, but it is not normal and it is not acceptable. I had phases of my career where I was traveling at the spin of the dime. I learned how to run in heels. My now husband of over 12 years literally had to sit me down while we were dating and say, I love you. You're great. And you keep canceling holidays, vacations. And I don't know if I can do this anymore because I was working so freaking much. It's not okay. It's not normal. No, sorry. It is normal. Apparently we normalize it, but it's not okay. It is not okay. And when we normalize that, when you're so overworked and you're so busy and you're so booked that you can't even invest in yourself, you want to know what happens? You don't get the promotion. You don't get the race. You don't grow. And we go to the third thing that's been normalized. You are underinvested. You don't invest in yourself. Oh, I can't afford that. I can't go to that meeting. I don't know how on earth I'd find time for a mentoring relationship. I don't know how I can find the effort or the heart or the confidence or the time to set up a mentoring relationship or a sponsorship relationship. Oh, I'm too busy to mentor other people. I can't go to that certification. I can't get coached because it's too expensive and I don't have the time. You want to know what Chad, who's earning 40000 more than you and is leaving and having holidays and weekends is doing? He's investing in himself. He's investing in himself. He's learning how to be clear. 
He's practicing conflict. He sure as hell has a mentor, probably multiple ones. He's got a sponsor. He's mentoring other people, I bet. People who are like him, most likely, if the statistics are not lying, if the data is not lying. Oh, I don't have the time. I'm so busy. I can't afford that. I can't afford the certification. I can't afford the coaching. Well, Chad can. Bob can. The women who I listed out, the VP of product design and responsible innovation, how many hundreds of thousands do you think she spent in coaching, in certification, in growth, in mentorship, in sponsorship? How about U.S. Ambassador Rice? What do you think she did to invest in herself? You think it just fell in her lap? No. No, it did not. It absolutely did not. I don't like to do politics. Then don't do politics. Don't gossip. Don't spread information that hurts. But do build relationships. Oh my goodness, what we have normalized. (laughs) I hope you can see why as much as I have attempted to write this with love and compassion, I thought sharing my voice would be more effective. It is common and not normal to be underpaid, overworked, and uninvested. If you're unhappy, you think you should be earning more, you should have more opportunities, you should be happy in your career, change it. Here's three things I recommend you start with. Really, I really recommend that you start with these. These are levers to incredible growth. They won't solve it all. But boy, boy, will you step forward. Number one, stop confusing your loyalties. You're underpaid. You're overworked because you are more loyal to a corporation that in the first sign of stress, loss, impact, strategy change, dissatisfaction, will end their relationship with you and continue. You are putting them in a system ahead of yourself. And that includes your boss. Your boss may have feelings about ending their relationship with you, but your boss will still do it. And if you aren't sure, if you're like, no, I don't think so. My boss would do anything to protect myself. Think about the first four months of COVID. Were you scared? Were you concerned? Were you checking your savings? Were you asking your boss, are there going to be layoffs? What are we going to do? Are we going to get paid? Then you know, you know, stop confusing loyalty. Your loyalty is to your career. And if you're underpaid and overworked, you're confused. Choose loyalty to you. (sighs) Number two, If that feels too hard, if you do not have the muscle of choosing you, here's a tip. Do it for others. Do it for your niece or your daughter or your cousin or the random little girls that you see on the sidewalk. Choose to be paid appropriately choose to have an integration of your career 
and your personal life and your hobbies and your rest. Choose to invest in yourself for them. You know, one of the most powerful insights, and I've shared this numerous times on this podcast, it cannot be shared enough. I was in negotiations and a person in my life said to me, hey, you are a straight white woman with education. You're a native English speaker and you're classically good looking. It was a lovely way to hear it, by the way. (laughs) If you do not negotiate, if you do not earn your market value and above, if you do not set the tone and you have all that privilege and more, what do you think you're doing to black women, to brown women, to lesbians, to bi women, to polyamorous women, to religious women, to conservative women, to incredibly liberal women, to foreign women. At the time I was a foreign woman, but like, please take that in your heart, right? People with accents, people with a different first language, people with a different background. What are you doing to them? What are you doing to them? And the answer is, I was holding them back. If I was not earning market value, and living a great life and thriving as a woman in tech, I was making it even harder for them. I'm a straight white woman. If you cannot do it for yourself, do it for others. And then we come to number three. You must invest in yourself. You must. It's not a, hey, I think this is a good recommendation. You must. If you want to be earning six figures and you're not, first of all, that's a freaking problem. And second of all, or the equivalent of six figures, first of all, you need to invest as if you do. People are like, oh, I don't want to fake it till I make it. It's not about faking it until you make it. It's about acting as if. If you do not act as if, You will never become a safe, quote unquote, safe choice for the people in power who already see you as risky, who already raise the bar, who already insist that you have the results and are hiring Chad over there based on his potential. The data is freaking clear. So is your lived experience. You know this. If you want to be earning six figures, you better freaking invest like it. If you want to be reaching the executive levels, you better fricking invest like it. You better put your time, your energy, and your money into where you're going. People are out here earning over a hundred thousand and they say that coaching is too expensive. That's fine if you don't want to coach, but let me tell you something. Those names I listed out, These VP, SVP, ambassadors, do you really think that they didn't invest in themselves? Sheryl Sandberg, she's very clear about how she's invested in herself. Listen to the interviews on this podcast. Hear how they invest in themselves. Tens of thousands of dollars over the course of their career. And when it was time, when they wanted 
to step into greater roles with more impact and more salary, guess what? They invested before, not after. There will be not be an after if you are not investing before. Your time, your energy, your money. Invest before. It may be common. You may not know anybody who is investing 20% of their time to building relationships, getting mentored, mentoring, setting up sponsorship opportunities. You may not know anybody in your space that's using that 20% to work on their confidence and how they believe in themselves, becoming the who, becoming the incoming woman in tech, the incoming director, the incoming software architect, becoming the expat. You may not know anybody who's doing that, but let me tell you something. You don't know the people who are going to be the keynote speakers of Grace Hopper. You may not know anybody who is putting down 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 to invest in themselves outside of a university system. You may not know anybody who's doing that. And I will say it again. You do not know the people who are going to be the keynotes at Grace Hopper because that's what those people are doing. Deep breath. Deep breath. The world needs, desperately needs tech that serves us all. Tech that protects the environment, not destroys it. Tech that elevates human rights, not circumvents it. Tech that increases opportunity for everyone and not just people like me, not just people like tech bros. The world needs better tech. For better tech, we need more identities in every single room, making the decisions, influencing the decisions, building the future today. That means you need to step up. You need to be appropriately paid. You need to have a life and a professional space and hobbies and rest. And you need to invest in yourself and the other women in tech. This podcast episode may have been very uncomfortable. I appreciate that. Please know I am in my brave, in my brave clarity, my brave momentum, my brave accountability to gift this to you. This is not comfortable for me either. And what is common is unacceptable. What is uncommon, what is excellent, what is audacious, that, that dear listener, that's where you deserve to be. Until next time, brave it up. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Celebrate Brave podcast. If you're ready to build your brave, to live a life you love and create a career that matters to you, reach out. Together, we can spend time one-on-one to explore how I can help you. And until then, share this episode with people in your life, people who can join our movement to redefine brave, how we identify it, experience it, and celebrate it.